We're back, baby, and better than ever. We play some catch-up, and we give our final thoughts on Loki on episode 32 of Krypton to Alderaan. Welcome, everyone, to Krypton Alderaan. We're a podcast. Your mind tricks don't work on us. <laughs> I'm Joey, and with me is Royish Good Looks. Hello, podcast. And Robin Hindsight. Hello. And Dr. Lorelei. Hello. I'm bringing the nicknames <laughs> back. <laughs> Except for me. Joey's kind of a nickname. Anyway... We're Krypton Alderaan, the podcast that talks all about nerdy pop culture stuff, but it's mostly Star Wars. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please reach out with your feelings. We are at Krypton Alderaan on Twitter. We are at Krypton 2 Alderaan on Facebook and Instagram. And you know what? Gmail too. Just pew pew us an email if you'd like to interact with us in any way. Come on down. Have some fun. Let's chat. Uh, what else do we say here? If you'd like to leave us a review, please do that. Five stars. It would make you feel good. It would make us feel good. And it would help people find the show, which would eventually make them feel good. So you'd be doing everyone a world of good. I guess if where you're listening allows you to leave reviews. <laughs> Is that all the things I usually say up front? Pretty solid. Awesome. Nailed it. Oh, you know what? We're also on YouTube, so respectfully interact with our subscribe button. Thank you. Now, we are back once again. Took a little break. Lorelai and I went on a trip, and now we're back so we can record. I missed all y'all, and I miss getting together to do this podcast and see all your lovely faces and microphones. And Robin's like, not really in the... There we go. All right. Now I, now I see Robin. Like we've done this for too long. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Royce, what's, go, what's been going on the past couple of weeks? So Robin and I had this last week technically off where we weren't working, but it was a busy week because my brother Russell got married and we had to prepare for that. And then we had to do the dang thing. And then we had to recover from the dang thing. <laughs> Woohoo! So what were your responsibilities? I guess the main responsibility I had was running sound. So mm -hmm. I made sure there was music and people could hear speeches and whatnot. But there was a lot of little tiny things to do between myself and all the other groomsmen. It was kind of a tag team effort. Nice. Did you have to give a speech? I got off scot-free. I didn't have to do any speeches. Although I did sing a song with the groom to the bride. Oh, wow. What song? Russ wrote a song for his wife, Meg, and Aww, that's so I sang sweet. background vocals and played guitar while he did his like Elvis Presley thing on the lead vocals. It's also wow. surprisingly catchy. It's been stuck in my head since Friday. So, Oh, yeah? Yeah. We want to hear it. Robin, what were your responsibilities? Did you have any responsibilities? Uh, getting getting Royce there on time or something? Technically, no, but I did crash the groomsmen getting ready. So I did assist with, I mean, we set up some of the sounds or retested the sound the night before. So I was with him and Russ doing that. And then day of the wedding, I was getting ready with them, but we went to Bad Seed early and we were setting up chairs and sound and we were, you know, labeling names on the chairs and 
getting hit with apples. And- yeah, you were equally <laughs> in the uh, the tag team effort because everything yeah. was kind of DIY. So we had the venue mm-hmm. of the cidery, but we had to set up, you know, everything ourselves. Basically, there wasn't like a fancy wedding planner. We did it real punk rock like, and it was a good time. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Shout out to Bad Seed Winery. It's an awesome spot. If you're in the Hudson Valley of New York, go check out Bad Seed. It's a cool place. They got some cider. They've got some games. They've got pinball cool. now, too. Oh, pinball. Dang. Dang. That's cool. What do we got? Nothing. <laughs> Two Darth Maul pops. <laughs> One right there and there. <laughs> Listeners, they're there. Uh, okay, so that's fun. Congrats, Russ and Meg. Yeah. You're listening. But what else? What, you got any, what have you watched? What have you enjoyed? What have you not enjoyed? So I discovered a few weeks ago that there was a pre-order for a new Lego set. I'm completely on board so far. I forget the exact title, but it was like something, something, Brothor something. And it's <laughs> it's his living room. It's Fat Thor and it comes with Korg and Meek and like a TV. And it's like 200 something pieces. And it comes with a little, a little sign that says, welcome to new Asgard. So I, pre- oh. I pre-ordered that. That should be coming sometime this week or next week. I'm so pretty, cool. pretty excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how about anything else? I don't know. We're not really watching too much right now. We caught up on Dave last night and to tell the truth and the chase, our favorite summer game shows. I will say I talked to Royce and Robin a few days ago, Lorelai, before you got back and Royce was like, I don't know. We watched a lot of stuff. That part of the podcast is going to be hard. And I was like, that should make it easy. <laughs> oh, you got to narrow it like, down. Uh, yeah. You've watched A Quiet Place 2? Oh, yeah. That would have been a good one to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I also watched it. You did? Um, Without me? I figured you wouldn't want to watch A Quiet Place 2. I mean, I wouldn't want to, but I would watch it and I'd be very scared. Okay. But well, I do want to see will it. <laughs> note that for the future. For A Quiet Place 3. Yeah. I mean, I'd watch A Quiet Place 2 again. <laughs> Do you want to redo, Royce? No, I want, uh, since we took up so much airtime, you should throw in the story of our Paramount Plus snafu. Okay, so Royce and Robin and I virtually hung out, and they were like, you should watch A Quiet Place 2 and tell us how it ends. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, we watched it. They got a, they got a Paramount Plus account or whatever mm-hmm. to watch it. Somewhere towards the end, it cut out on them. Like, just smash cut. And they were like, there's got to be one more scene. So I was watching it to tell them about it. They couldn't get there. They would, like, fast forward. Royce can go over the fast forwarding in Paramount Plus much better than I can. But apparently it's a pain in the butt. Is this a fun story? So fun. (laughs) But anyway, I got to the end. I watched the end. And it was exactly the end that Royce and Robin So that's just how the movie ends. It seems like it cuts out, but that's just the end of the movie. Yeah. And that's Whoa. the end of my story. It was very much wow. like the, that Sopranos ending. Spoiler alert. I've never actually seen it, but I'm, I think everybody knows that ending where it like cuts to black and you're like, that's the, is that the ending? But we didn't get to see any credits. It like kicked us out of the movie, like oh. viewing experience. We went back to the homepage. So we were like, there's got to be another one. And then when you re, it, it wouldn't pick up where we left off. So, or no, it would, but it kept kicking us off. So I said, maybe if we start from the beginning and we fast forward through, but you can only fast forward at three <laughs> times speed. Oh my God. So it took a million years. It's an hour and a half movie. Yeah. That's so funny. 
since we've last talked, Royce, I'm curious on your Chetrio interview. How was that? What are they like? Was it fun? And did you like, did you know them before you interviewed them? Were you just like a fan of each other or something? I think mostly fans of each other, but we had DM'd on Twitter a few times because we had very similar experiences with like copyright claims on YouTube oh, yeah. and whatnot. So we'd exchange some words about about that ecosystem. And uh, yeah, we've always been fans. And I was like, I got to get you on the show and I need to like break the ice and do an interview. So I invited Chetrio on the Royish Good Looks podcast. And yeah, I was hella nervous, but I did my best to prepare good questions. And as soon as we started talking, I was like, I'm just going to like nerd out instead of like go by what I had planned. Because as you know, you make a plan for an interview and it doesn't go that way. Or I don't know, I've only done one. So there's that. (laughs) But I thought it came out awesome. I learned a lot of cool little tidbits about him and it was crazy. We're like, have pretty much the same exact journey through YouTube. Like random video goes viral. He's like, a punk rock guy does like live sound and whatnot. We had a lot in common. So that was cool. Yeah. Go check it out. If you like Rick and Morty or uh, like auto tune, the news remixes, you can go and listen to an interview with one of the greats, Chetrio. And another one of the greats, Royish good looks. Lorelai, what do you got? Well, I have watched (laughs) and listened to absolutely nothing Mm. in the last three weeks because I've been away. Yeah. I already feel like I'm hopelessly behind on Love Island. I don't know if I can catch up <laughs> at this point. Because a new episode comes out every day, and yeah. I've been gone for three weeks. So That's rough. Or I just have to spend an entire day catching up. Well, if so, you don't catch up, I think they're doing Bachelor the Island or something. They're they're clearly doing some sort of like Bachelor spoof. in Paradise. Yeah. Oh, Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, it's got to be the same for idea. A while. Oh. It's similar, similar sort of deal. So I'm behind on my content. Is yeah. basically what I'm trying to say. I apologize to everyone. But we mostly had some to Rachel. Good times. I apologize to Rachel. <laughs> but we did go out of town. We had like a real vacation. Mm-hmm. We like we like didn't work. Yep. We just like hung out. Yep. We went to a wedding also. No one sang a song. <laughs> but um the wedding was lovely and then we camped for a while and hung out with my sister drank a bunch of wine in california california before it caught fire kind of while it was catching catching fire fire. everything's on fire now and then i went and did some field work and then i was very tired (laughs) and here we are and here we are today we made it yeah but yeah it was nice to just like chill out for a while super duper nice to Take a break from working on this house. Mm-hmm. Get away. Get away. Like, sorry, I can't answer my emails. Yep. I'm away. No service. Bye. Couldn't podcast. That was sad. Couldn't watch Loki. I had to, s- so Loki. we were away like the week of the, the finale. finale. And so then I had to spend like two weeks not, not on going social on media. social media. <laughs> sorry. So, for everyone listening, that's why I haven't been on social media. I kept asking Joey if he had listened or watched. I was like, do you watch it yet? And he said, no. And I said, how is it not spoiled for you? And as it turned out, it yeah. super wasn't spoiled because I was very surprised at the reveal at the end. And very confused. And then confused at the very end. <laughs> but we'll get into that. Do I have a lot of stuff I'm into? I feel like <laughs> I say that every two weeks, but I somehow spend a lot of time working on this house and absorbing content. 
So I watched He-Man. Uh, no, that's not what it's called. It's called Master of Masters of the Universe and then has a subtitle that I can't remember right now. Anyway, that was good. The new He-Man Masters of the Universe show, animated show on Netflix. Kevin Smith at the helm. Pretty good stuff. In anticipation of watching that, I re-watched Shira for like the hundredth time. And Shira is so good. It's just perfect. And so like the bar was set really high for He-Man. You can't really compare them, but they're like the same universe sort of thing. But anyway, He-Man was good. Not as good as Shira. I watched A Quiet Place 2 so that I could tell Royce and Robin how it ended. <laughs> uh, I watched Fear Street, the trilogy on Netflix, which I would really not recommend anyone watch. Unless you're like, I shouldn't say that. It's less scary than it is gory. So if you're like a gore person, then have at it. I'm not. So I was expecting a horror movie, like a horror trilogy, and it was not really that. And I've been reading... The Rising Storm, the new High Republic, the new Star Wars, the High Republic book. And it's very good because the High Republic's very good. Anyone who's interested in Star Wars, go and check out anything the High Republic. Man, it is so good. It's good. It's good. Hey, Joey. Yeah. Is it good? It's very good. Okay. Yes. Thank you <laughs> for asking. Thanks for clearing that up for us, Lorelai. <laughs> You're welcome. I was just confused, you know. Oh, wow. It feels good to do this. Is everyone feeling good? I'm feeling great. great. I lived in a tent for 10 days. So yeah, I feel good. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling like, good. In a chair. This is like yeah, comfortable with electricity. Oh. All right. So that's it. That's what we've, uh, we're all caught up now. We're friends again. Hands in. We're we friends again. We're always friends, Joey. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's the right way to look at it. Okay. So I feel like we've done this a couple of times where we do the like catch up what we're into stuff. And what we're really into is what we're just going to talk about. Mm-hmm. for the rest of the episode. Yeah. So we might as well just rip the band-aid off and talk about Loki. Yay! Loki! Loki! Loki. Robin, you were so excited for this show and I'm so excited to hear what you thought of it. We talked, I think we talked a little bit about it on the podcast a couple of times. Now it's over. Six episodes gone. I was very surprised to find out that there will be a season two. I really expected all of these Marvel Disney Plus shows to be one-offs leading Mm. us into phase four. Now we know there's going to be a season two. Especially Loki, because it was supposed to be a movie, right? No. What? I thought you told me that. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to be the movie. But Loki's still six episodes, not like... Could have been a movie. Yeah. So anyway, tell me everything, Robin. Tell me what you thought overall. Tell me what you liked. Tell me if anything you didn't, if there's anything you didn't like. Who was your favorite Loki? Yeah, the alligator? Is- the alligator! <laughs> no, I think my favorite Loki was the one that I predicted that they kind of, I think, really probably upplayed too much in all of the trailers. But the guy with the fucking Loki button that's like, come on, what did you expect? <laughs> the uh, one that was there for like two seconds? Yeah, that was my favorite. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I wish I wish that had been more of like a, a thing because I feel like he was in every single trailer obviously to mislead you and be like ah cool what's he gonna do oh i think it was a great misdirection because i because i yeah i expected a lot from that scene and then it was just over it was like he betrayed the black loki and then all of his minions betrayed him and then the scene was just over yeah so i loved that but did you like the show overall 
I loved it. I thought it was great. Awesome. Was there anything you didn't like about it? I'm curious about that. Don't say Sylvie. No, I'm still going to stick with, uh, what was his name? Owen Wilson. Oh, yeah? Mobi- mm-hmm. Mobius. I, he was much less annoying than I thought he would be, but I would still find myself a lot of the time just staring at him and being like, Owen Wilson, man, of all people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he did a good job, and I I thought he was going to distract me a lot more than he actually did, so I was pleasantly surprised by that, but he was still my least favorite part of the show, I think, just because he did kind of distract me a little bit. I wish they had picked... An unknown. An unknown person. And I, I don't think, again, that he did a bad job. I just wish they picked someone that you didn't know so you wouldn't be like, man, Owen Wilson is in this show. Yeah. Owen Wilson. Well, maybe he won't be back in season two. Seems like he's gonna be. Oh, so confusing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I agree it was distracting, but I also agree that he did a good job. But then, like, in the last episode or the last two episodes, when he comes back, there were some, like, director weird i don't know it, it i guess it worked but it was also weird like do you have to tone down owen wilson so much that he's like whispering his lines like mm. especially in that last episode he's like whispering his lines and i was like why are you doing that <laughs> i think that's a thing that he does yeah yeah i don't like know it talks. was like what did you say <laughs> anyway i just didn't know if that was like a let's tone down owen wilson thing royce what do you think it's funny that the go-to is, this was supposed to be a movie. Mm. And then you're like, no, it wasn't. Well, it could have been. There probably could have been a movie. All these series so far, I feel like, could have been movies, whether they were planned to or not. The only thing I didn't like about Loki, I loved it overall. It definitely had a little bit of a lull in the middle. There was like one or two episodes that weren't like as lore heavy, I feel like. Mm. And that was what interested me most about the show. I wanted to see like, all the different Lokis they were going to be catching and like Loki meeting a Loki, taking them down. And like, if that's like what season, oh no, season two, who knows what the hell is going to be happening then. But yeah. I would have been okay if it was like a villain of the week, but every week there was a new Loki. And I think maybe other people thought that as well, but that really wasn't at all the point. They showed all those crazy Lokis because they're like, they're out there. But I think that was one of the more like kind of slower episodes in general where they just sh- looked around the expanse or the void, whatever it was called. But nothing really happened. But when they get to the ending of the season, they pull the classic, you know, Luke Skywalker on the cliff about to be handed the lightsaber. And you're like, I got to see what happens next, man. Mm -hmm. The whole universe falls apart. Yeah, I think it's a great way to set up whatever is happening next in the Marvel Universe. So I also loved it. Robin, did you have like any ideas or expectations for how the show was going to go? And then I guess if so, did it get there? You know what I mean? Like Royce said there was a lull in the middle. And so, I don't know, maybe there was a little boring spot. I know you were very excited for the show. Did you have expectations? Or like along the way, did you think, oh, this is what's going to happen by the end and stuff? I definitely assumed by the end, everything would be wrapped up. I was not expecting a season two. I also was expecting the season to be like eight to 10 episodes. So when I found out it was episode six and it was the last episode, I was pretty disappointed. Yeah. Mm. I also thought there were just going to be a lot more in general, like Loki variants floating around. I thought it was going to be very chaotic and that there were going to be like a hundred different Lokis all over the place. And you were going to be like, what is going on? Which Loki is this now? Uh, 
So it was a little less chaotic than I thought it was going to be. But. Yeah, there wasn't the Spider-Man meme where you're like, who's the real Loki? Like, maybe that happened once at some point in time, but like, you would expect that to be the thing. Kind of good that they didn't do that, though, because it would have been the Iron Man thing or the Wolverine X-25 or whatever thing. I guess. I don't I don't know. I almost would have preferred if instead of Sylvie being like female Loki and being, you know, what caused like a Nexus event, I think I would have probably preferred it to just be a little bit more confusing. So you could be like, which Loki is this? Is this the good one or is this the one that's going through and hmm. messing everything hmm. up? I think that would have made it a little bit more chaotic. And that's definitely what I was expecting. But it's hard to confuse the two because they are very distinctly different characters. Definitely a deliberate writing choice. Yeah. Yeah. And again, because like we've talked about, all of the phase one stuff was just fighting a different version of like the hero fighting a, a version of themselves. So I think they made a conscious choice. I also think that at the end, it's very chaotic, extremely chaotic. Royce, did you have any expectations or did you think the show was going to go in a certain direction? Yeah, it was definitely hard to pin down. Every episode had that kind of cliffhanger moment where you're like, I got to see what they do next. Where does that door lead? Oh, no, they killed that guy. I wonder if he's really dead. Like yeah. they had a lot of those. You got to watch the next episode of things, which everybody loves. But it was hard to predict what was going to happen. And I think that's what you want in a show. You want to be able to like watch the next episode to see how it's going to end. I didn't have expectations on like a serious plane, but I definitely wanted to see like time travel stuff. I liked in the beginning when they were kind of like chasing Sylvie around and yeah. that kind of died down towards the end, except that they went to the void, but then it was over. So if they do a season two, I would love to see like more time travel stuff because I just like time travel. Who doesn't like time travel? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think season two might be about that Loki trying to like get home, get mm. back to where he's supposed to be. So, Lorelai, answer all of those questions that I asked everybody else. Well, I think I probably had the least expectations out of everyone, probably because I, I think I watched the trailers. I don't know, but but we had our, we had also very recently watched the entire Infinity we had. Saga, and I think I was not as excited about it because Loki was just never a character that I like particularly. I don't know connected with connected with. Yeah, I mean, he's like. I think he's interesting because he does kind of, he's both a hero and a villain at the same time, right? He's like either saving everybody or causing all of the chaos, which is like the point of Loki. Yeah, he's had, I would say that to that point, he has had the best arc of any character in the MCU yeah, at this point. Super like, interesting. He was, he was a villain in the first Thor, no question. And then... It sort of starts to get gray af and and in the first Avengers movie, and then it sorts to sort of gets gray after that. Mm -hmm. And like by Thor Ragnarok, it's muddied, and then and now yeah. here. So anyway, and I ahead. think this show just kind of like continued on that. Like this was in some ways like very much like a redemption for him because he like falls in love and like does all these things that like normal people do and like turns down a throne, right? Which is like a big deal for him. Yeah, um, and then, purpose. Is... Yeah, and then gets immediately stabbed in the back, which I think everybody, like, it was inevitable. As soon as we met Sylvie, it was like, oh, one of them's going to betray the other. That's the only way the show can go. There's, like, no way this ends 
happily ever after, right? Because they're both, they're Lokis. Yeah. What, did, what did he say? You can't trust and I can't be trusted. Yeah. Like, there's no way to escape that. So I thought it was really interesting that they just, like, set up this inevitable betrayal right from the get-go. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was super interesting. And I think it's also kind of funny because we're watching Doctor Who right now also. And, the, like, the sense of time is, like, not the same in both shows, right? Like, in... Loki in this show, it was like, oh, if you do anything that's outside of like this specific timeline, you get like immediately terminated and we're going to keep this one universe like functioning as it does. The multiverse is not allowed to exist. Whereas like in a lot of the other like MCU movies, there's like multiple universes, right? Or well, well, there's like multiple timelines. Yeah. Yeah. But but so yeah, it but gets like there all are cer- it gets all timey wimey. Like there are certain timelines that are allowed, and they're like like obviously they still happen, and they were meant to happen. And the TVA says like, oh yeah, all that timey wimey stuff right. is fine, but like overall timey wimey stuff is not allowed. And in Doctor Who, it's like there are specific events that always happen and must always happen, but the rest of it is like, who the fuck cares? You can be whoever you want to be, yeah. right? Um, like if Loki wants to be an alligator, let him be an alligator. <laughs> so it was just interesting to watch, to be watching them at the same time. Yeah. We also do not understand time. That's what I've learned from both of these things is that well, I don't understand time. That's the thing. I know. Right? It's so crazy. But yeah. I really liked it. I mean, yeah. it makes Loki much more personable, much more like connectable. I think overall a little bit more human maybe yeah. is what I'm trying to say. I agree. So you loved it? I loved it. Awesome. I'll watch season two. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Maybe we'd even watch season one again. Maybe. I think it's the most rewatchable out of Wanda and Falcon and Winter Soldier. So far of these Marvel shows, it just has the most intrigue and he's so spunky. Yep. And it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they're on the train and he's getting full, as he calls it, and singing. And then, yeah, when they go to Pompeii. When he and Mobius go to Pompeii, that's such a great scene. Yeah. It's very Nothing good. Nothing matters. <laughs> I know. I thought that idea was super interesting that like all those people that existed didn't matter in the grand scheme of things, which is like a really sad thing to think about is like, oh, if you're inevitably going to die, then nothing you do matters. But we're all going to die. Right. Does but anything also, matter? <laughs> that's very sad to think about. But also the point of the end of the show or or I guess all throughout, like Sylvie and Loki's point is they're going to take on the timekeepers. Yeah. Is that they keep erasing these other timelines. Yeah. Like nobody matters. Yeah. Like that all of the potential, all of the lives mm-hmm. and the potential. Like lives. Sylvie doesn't matter. Right. Right. So That's that was thing, their whole that thing. She matters. She lives she's lived a life. Right. She matters. Yeah. And that was their whole fight. And that's and just like okay. I guess let's get into this. I, I loved. I also loved it. Maybe I said this about Falcon and the Winter Soldier too, but I liked this so much more than I thought I was going to like it. And I, I mean, I thought I was going to like it, but I really loved WandaVision. We all know that. But this was just like, this exceeded my expectations. I have very few problems with this show. And like, when it comes to the time travel and the timey-wimey stuff, there's no critiques you can make because it just doesn't 
it's just all sci-fi. Mm-hmm. That's not like, how no. time travel works. Yeah, exactly. Well, that like, was time like, travel in, uh, doesn't work. It's not real. So Endgame. Yeah. Did you push Scott through time or did you push time through Scott? <laughs> Uh, so good. Are you going to tell and me your plan is back to the future? <laughs> you think you learned about time travel? I expected a couple of things. First of all, I love it when I think I know what's going to happen in a show, and then that thing doesn't happen, but it's still good. I just, I just love that, because I was pretty sure I knew what was going to go on, and then, like, the rug got pulled out from under me, and it was really fun to watch. So I loved the show. I am so surprised at what they did at the end. Here's what I expected. I think I said on this podcast that I expected either the timekeepers to be dead or not really exist. And they were robots created by the next villain. What I thought was going to happen was that Sylvie and our Loki were going to get to the end. And it was going to be sort of like Robin was saying, where it was a Loki or a bunch of Lokis, but like a Loki that had won, that like fulfilled mm. his glorious purpose, their glorious purpose, that they would get through to the end of time and that it would be a Loki there. And he beat it. And mm. he won because the whole point of of the beginning of the show was that Lokis lose. And so I thought they would get to the end and it would be a, a version of Loki there. And I was super excited to see that. And then they'd be like, he'd be like, you can't be here. And then that's how they would create the multiverse war because Lokis weren't allowed to win. And then there was a Loki at the top who didn't want Lokis to win. So he was manipulating time everywhere so that he was the only Loki that could ever win. That's what I thought. What did happen, which is incredible, was that they introduced one of the Avengers greatest villains, Kang the Conqueror. Now, three quarters of us here are very familiar with Krang. Who's Krang? (laughs) Krang is... I'm the one quarter. (laughs) Krang is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles villain who lives in the stomach of an android that he created. Mm. Kang is a time-traveling villain of the Avengers and the Fantastic Four. Mm. I will probably get the two mixed up in this conversation, which is why I'm bringing Krang up. It's very confusing that it's just one without the R. Anyway, I think it's incredible that we were talking, okay, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to be a movie. Loki, six episodes, could have been a movie, all that stuff. But these are like television shows streaming shows and WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier have been good. Loki, a show, just introduced the next big Marvel Cinematic Universe bad Mm. for the next who knows how long. I mean, I was very surprised to see Kang because last I heard that character had been cast in Ant-Man and Ant-Man 3, Mm. which doesn't come out until 2023. So I didn't expect to see that character for a very long time, for two years. And then they introduce that character in Loki in this way. And I can't, I don't think there's ever been a TV show that connects to a cinematic universe this way. Mm. I really expected WandaVision to, like we knew Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. There's been all the rumors about Spider-Man being a multiverse, Spider-Verse type movie. 
but I don't know. Can anyone think of a show that connects with the, a cinematic universe? They they had talked a lot about doing it with Stephen King's The Dark Tower, and that never panned out. But I just think it's an incredible. First of all, the show was very good, and it's an incredible, like, brave move to introduce this huge villain that will be the villain in the subsequent television shows and movies mm. at the at the like last episode of this TV show. I'd have to imagine that they have to write it in such a way that if you didn't watch Loki, you'll still be able to pick up what's going on or at least like tie, you know, connect your own dots and still be able to enjoy Multiverse of Madness or whatever the Far From Home, what is it? What's the next no, no way, no way, no home. way home. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause those obviously are going to tie in somehow. If you didn't watch Loki, are they going to be odd or are they going to have one line of dialogue that's like, there's a multiversal war going on? Oh, that yeah, makes I, sense. I get it now. I think you're going to have to point back to Loki since that was the catalyst for the event, but also like the timing. Doctor Strange and Spider-Man might not necessarily be sequels, but they might be taking place at the same time and then something happens and, and it's very sort of jarring to everybody that like you wake up and Owen Wilson doesn't know who you are and stuff like that. I don't know how they tie into it in the movies. I just think that that's an incredibly brave move and it was also very good. That's what Marvel has been doing really well for like a decade or more. So I'm sure they'll pull it off and it'll be awesome. And everyone's probably excited. Side note, I loved that Owen Wilson scene at the end where he's like, hey, do you guys know what's going on? And they think he's just like a TVA agent. Think yeah. Loki is a, mm -hmm. an agent. That's yeah. one of those moments where you're like, oh, I love that. It's like the, uh, what's the one with the gorillas? Planet of the Apes, you know? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, it's Earth the whole time. Like, it, that's perfect. I love that's that. A or direct quote from or Charlton Heston. Mark Wahlberg comes back in time, and it's oh my god, and it's uh, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh man, what happened? This is not how I left it. Mm -hmm. I think we saw that. Did we see that together in the movie theater? That's a regret seeing that. Movie. Maybe Robin is is very confused. Call back to a few episodes ago where I asked everybody what what movie they saw in the theater that they regretted. <laughs> That's one of them for me. I did make Robin watch all the recent Planet of the Apes, but that's yeah. that's a one-off. Sounds like a really great movie. It was really bad. Yeah. Well, you love really, Mark really Wahlberg, bad. so it's a surprise. Uh-huh. I love Wahlburgers. <laughs> I love Wahlburgers for their milkshakes, but not for their food. Mm. Nice. <laughs> they are not sponsoring this episode. <laughs> I want to talk more... Royce about that scene with Owen Wilson. But I want to know what everybody thought about I guess not necessarily the Kang reveal if you if you like don't know that character. I don't know if I'm the only one of the group that knew that character. But that whole reveal, he's the only one, he's the he's the one that's been manipulating time and that he's had to create this timeline so that other versions of himself cannot exist because it will start a war. So yeah. What did everyone think of the ending? Is I mean, I didn't completely understand what exactly he was talking about. <laughs> and like the phrasing where he's like, there can be only one. It just felt very like conceited. Mm -hmm. Like, nah, you can't, you know, more than one of me. It's going to uh, jet Lee? kill the world. It's going to destroy one. everything. I saw that in theaters too. The one too. who remains. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Also, Miss Minutes existed there, which I thought was weird. I thought like 
she could exist at the TVA because it was this special place and there's a lot of like data and weird stuff, but then she like can exist in his citadel at the end of time. Well, he's mad smart. Bizarre. I I was really hoping that instead of being Kang, that you were going to get all the way to the end and it would be like, oh God, it was Miss Minutes the entire time. Mm. No, (laughs) come on. Little Miss Minutes controlling the entire universe. Well, she had some secrets. She knew she knew more than she let on. So yeah, she definitely was not the ultimate bad guy, but was probably like the henchman. Yeah. The, the right hand man. I thought his explanation was pretty decent where he's like, hey, if we don't have rules, there's going to be chaos. And it makes sense that you're like, well, shouldn't everyone get to live their own lives? But then you're like the chaos that would ensue, though, there has to be some rules on the flow of time. So it makes a lot of sense that inevitably somebody would like figure out how to control that and put it into order. And then, of course, you'd have a bureaucracy that runs that like everything else in the world, or there would be chaos. Yeah. It it makes perfect sense, really. It's just a really wild concept. But then it's really funny that that guy that runs that bureaucracy is like, I'm tired of this shit. Well, yeah, he's been running it for so long. And I really like stuff that happens with times travel stuff where like someone's been on their own for so long that they kind of go a little insane, which was definitely the vibe from him and from Thor in at the beginning of Thor Ragnarok and and of course, Doctor Who and stuff like that. I just for some reason, I really love that. But yeah, he has this amazing what I think is an amazing line where he says, if you think I'm evil, wait till you meet my variants. Mm. And it's just like, The whole thing has been about Loki and Sylvie not agreeing with uh, pruning those timelines that branch off. But in like one line, he convinced me that that was okay because of what would come next if it wasn't all monitored, if it wasn't all controlled. (laughs) What did you think of all of that, Lorelai? I thought it was super confusing. I also (laughs) was confused when he was like... He's, like, not worried about being killed because he was like, reincarnation is a thing. I thought we just learned through this whole process that, like, they're all on their individual timelines and they're not able to, like, go back. I don't, I don't, I guess I don't really understand that part where he was, like, basically, like, oh, yeah, you're going to kill me. You can kill me. And then, like, I'm going to come back and win this war again. Yeah, I guess I don't know if he means there are other good versions of him Mm. or if he means, like, it's all a... It's all a loop. Yeah. I mean, time was a circle around yeah, him, right? Exactly. So, like, it continues. But then, if it's continuous, why is he like, oh, we've reached the end. I don't know what comes next, right? In theory, unless he was lying. In theory, he, like, if you know one part and it's a circle, you have to know all the parts, mm. right? So, I'm very confused. But, I, I mean, I think it was an interesting, like, the setup where it's like, yeah, if you, we either have order and no freedom or we have chaos and all the freedom that dichotomy is really interesting and the fact that sylvie was like totally hardline like absolutely like we have to let every variant live and loki was like well maybe we should think about this for a minute um, yeah she thought kang was lying yeah but we don't know that it's i mean he never said it was kang but yeah she thought he was lying yeah yeah because she can't trust. She can't but trust. But also because he pruned her. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I really enjoyed that. So I do think that I was also confused by the end. Specifically, 
by the part that Royce was bringing up, where Loki returns and tries to tell Owen Wilson that they made a mistake, and Owen Wilson, Mobius, doesn't know who Loki is. So the TVA only existed because that version of Kang controlling the sacred timeline created the TVA to monitor it, right? To do all the police stuff that they were doing. Mm -hmm. So why would a different TVA exist on a different timeline? Mm. And also, there are all these Loki variants that the TVA was hunting down. So why wouldn't they know who Loki is? Like any Loki. They had like a description of all the Lokis. And so did a different version of Kang create a TVA for something like to make their own branch the only reality? But that doesn't make sense because they want to conquer all the realities. But then why would they, why would they like take away Loki's identity unless like Loki's a threat? So it's all very confusing in the end is Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Like that the TVA exists and that they don't know who Loki is. I can look past that flaw (laughs) for the excellent scene that they wrote. A line of dialogue at some point where they were like, we won't know where we'll end up if we don't have the right coordinates or something. Mm. Yeah. Unless I'm misconstruing this with some other show we've been watching, because that sounds like that could have been a Rick and Morty or something. You picking up what I'm putting down? I think you're right. I think you're right. I just don't understand why there would be a TVA in a in one of those branched realities because the TVA was only created to make sure that the sacred timeline was mm. the only timeline. Or did she just put him earlier in the sacred timeline? But then they would know who Loki is. Loki's existed yeah, for forever. I also don't understand how like there obviously is like a gr- there's the time, the sacred timeline, but the fact that Kang remembers there being a multi universal war whatever implies that there like was another timeline which still exists like you can't just be like oh yeah that doesn't exist anymore just because i'm the only one who's still alive like it still happened right yeah we're rewriting physics here with this conversation i think they're they're running under the rule that you can also step on a butterfly in the future and mm. it will change the past. Yeah. <laughs> Since time is a circle. Yes. Time is a circle. Ugh. Anyway. It's very confusing. Yeah. Very timey-wimey. <laughs> Maybe all will become clear next season, but I doubt it. I don't I know I think that's also, like, one of their strategies is, like, time cannot be understood, so let's just make it, like, super yeah. confusing, and, like, it doesn't have to make sense because it's time. Yeah. Yes. Cool. And the introduction of a character like Kang and then Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and Spider, the next Spider-Man movie. I mean, this is all, like we've talked about in the past, Marvel and Disney starting to take more chances with being more super weird and nerdy and, like, really out there with the story. And I love it. Then there's going to be so many Kangs. Like, this is going to, I mean, it's going to go, we know that the... The characters in Ant-Man, which again is two years away. So this is the next big setup. I'll also say like stuff like this sometimes takes away from the previous stories for me. Like when you introduce a storyline like this or a character like this who's been like, I've been controlling it the whole time. Sometimes not unlike Palpatine, just to throw a little Star Wars in. The idea that Kang has always been in control of the timeline and like Thanos was always going to lose 
and that like that whole like the whole infinity saga was controlled by this one person at the center or at the end of time mm. well imagine how they feel well yeah that's loki and sylvie's point <laughs> yeah that's one of their points anyway but yeah i don't know i don't know if it takes away the rewatchability a little bit for me but it kind of just like makes it less sometimes makes it less significant in my mind well, you, you all feel to, that you got to take it in chunks. This is the same thing with exactly Star Wars with the prequels <laughs> and the like just pick a little small snippet of time and enjoy that little time if it was any yeah. good. And if it was bad or it ruined some other time, don't think about it too much. Yeah. To Royce, Royce's point from a few episodes back, it's like finding a hair in your soup. <laughs> <laughs> Except the soup was still good. That should have been my argument at that point in time. <laughs> like, the soup's still good now, but it's just got a hair in it. Anyway, it's surprise question time. It's surprise question time. Look out. It's surprise question time. Spider-Man. You should sing that at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone having a wedding out there, I'd be happy to <laughs> sing a surprise question <laughs> song at your wedding. Or record one and send it to you to play. Uh, this surprise question. I want to go a little Star Wars since we had a Marvel-heavy episode. And I don't think I've ever asked this question before. So, who is everyone's favorite Jedi? Let me rephrase. Not everyone's favorite Jedi. Who is each of your favorite Jedi? Royce. I'm going to go with Qui-Gon Jinn because he doesn't give a hoot about the Jedi Council. He does whatever he wants. I feel like we've had this conversation before. Maybe not this exact question, but I like Qui-Gon because he just does what he wants. Hey, the queen's not here. Doesn't matter. Literally like saying it to like the queen in decoy mode. And he's like, I don't care. He's a Jedi. He couldn't even sense it. Maybe that's some points we should dock from him. But (laughs) anyway, it's a shame that he, uh, spoiler alert, gets stabbed in the stomach and dies. (laughs) Yeah, Maul gets cut one. in half and lives, but Qui-Gon gets stabbed in the stomach and nope, dies. Nope, you can't survive Anakin gets that. Anakin all his limbs chopped. <laughs> he ain't got no legs left. Oh, yeah. Anakin, too. Robin? Does Baby Yoda count? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. He's not a Jedi yet. Yeah. He's too old to He's begin his training. He's the cutest one, I though. suppose he might be a Jedi. There's been some, like, mock-ups of him with a lightsaber hitting <laughs> the internet lately. Is that your answer? That's my answer. Ugh. Is that your answer? I think so. I don't know. I'm trying to think of all the Come on, Kit Fisto, uh, Kiadi Mundi. What? You're just making noises now. (laughs) Nine nub. That's not a Jedi. Jedi. Obi-Wan. Is that that your answer? Is that your answer? Because it's the only one you can think of. That's valid. Old Ben Kenobi. Why not? Wizard's just a crazy old man. I mean, he was the first Jedi we were introduced to. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite Jedi, I think, is Avar Chris from the High Republic. She's incredible. Read the High Republic stuff. She, Ahsoka. you know what? It might, well, uh, Joey, because Ahsoka, if it's not Ahsoka, then we're going to have to like. But Ahsoka became recalibrate. not a Jedi. Oh. Like, I, like, I don't so know how Obi-Wan. it counts. He was just like chilling in the desert for a bajillion years. Uh, he was years. still a Jedi, though. He never left the Jedi Order. Ahsoka left the Jedi Order. Mm. So I would say. Semantics aside, it's probably a tie between Ahsoka and Avar Chris at this point. Probably Avar Chris just because of recency bias. She's a super cool Jedi. She hears the Force as a song, which is oh, right. really cool. 
Um, but Ahsoka is amazing. And the Ahsoka book is amazing. And just read Star Wars. There's so many good Star Wars to read. All right, listeners, who is your favorite Jedi? Even if they're not a Jedi, what about Count Dooku? He was a Jedi. He left the Order. For some reason, the Jedi were like, he can't be a bad guy. He was a Jedi. Man, the Jedi are dumb. There's a book uh, about Dooku and leaving the Jedi Order. Just if you want to read some Star Wars. Go ahead. (laughs) There's always a book with Joey. Pick your favorites. Pick your least favorites and send us your answers on Twitter and Instagram or YouTube comments or reviews on podcast apps. Just search for Krypton to Alderaan. We would love to hear from you. You could also pew, 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 Joey, an email, (laughs) Krypton to Alderaan at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the show, and we'll talk to you on the next episode. I've been Royce. I've been Robin. I've been Lorelai. And I've been Kit Fisto. And we've been Krypton, Krypton to Alderaan. Alderaan. End of time.